0: the sound of hockey episode 259 the spooky episode we're calling this on the jordan Everly episode why are we calling it that
1: sean jordan Everly scored the 259th goal in seattle kraken franchise history okay that's a good one that's not even that deep of a cut that's pretty good yeah
0: i like that um although i think we've probably had jordan Everly before as we have okay
1: i mean do you think we have
0: um i think just like Statistically speaking, yeah, probably <laughs> I think we kind of went through every Kraken player at some point. But anyway, um, it's sound of hockey. I'm Darren Brown at Darren Fun Brown on the Axe, joined as always by John Barr. Hello John. Hello everybody. I'm NHL 2 Seattle on the Twitter. And we're also joined as sometimes by <laughs> Curtis Izaki. Hello, Curtis.
2: Hello there, deep-sea oh, hockey
0: on voice the voice came back. Uh, nice. Yeah, yep. voice is here. Uh, back, yeah. from, back from working in the coal mine or yeah. whatever when, it was that led to that.
1: When
2: I'm above ground, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Although, <laughs> well, not, technically, we are below not ground. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in subterranean Bardown Studios is where we're, we're recording. On Halloween, hence the spookiness at the beginning there. Um, you never know. There might be some more spooky interactions Uh-oh. that happen during the course of this episode. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. We're right there yeah. with you, yeah. folks. yeah um i'm in costume i don't know about you guys what happened to you guys I I a little
1: uh panda and crossbones. panda and
0: crossbones classic yeah. um it really is a panda with crossbones going through it is <laughs> yeah. that as if to say you'd want to kill all the pandas is that what that's indicating it's Not what it's saying at all okay what's it mean it's just a f- well whoops. you can't okay we're gonna need the bleep horn let's get <laughs> that's fine just get the bleep horn in there yeah it's
1: just a sweatshirt okay that's got a panda and crossbones panda so, and like crossbones. my favorite but it's all faded and haggard. Yeah. So
0: it's a, it's a tough Panda, right? Yeah. Tough Panda. Okay. Gotcha. Um, well, if you must know, uh, since you guys didn't ask me what my costume is, uh, (laughs) I've been watching the show Yellowstone recently with my wife And uh, we were watching it this evening before we started recording. And I wasn't in costume. I didn't have any reason to be. But I was like, you know what? I could throw together a Yellowstone costume just in case we have trick-or-treaters. Then we didn't have any trick-or-treaters. And so I was just sitting watching Yellowstone wearing my Yellowstone costume. And I was like, all right, I'm going to wear it over to record too (laughs) because no one has seen this fine costume that I threw together. So I got my cowboy hat. I got my basically Canadian tuxedo, denim shirt, denim pants, and uh, sort of a denim colored jacket. I
1: thought you were the... Archaeologist from Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park World Dominion. Okay. Actually, the same archaeologist that's been in several of them. But oh, that's why the, you the asked Samuel if I was
0: character. do World Dominion or something. I didn't yeah. know what that meant. Yeah. So
1: okay, so no, I'm from
0: Yellowstone. I am John Dutton, I guess. Which hmm. terrible, never terrible never character. It. It's not that good of a show. I'm going to be honest with really? you. People seem to love it, and we've like the way that we've thought about it is that we're committed. But not hooked. Like yeah, we're entertained by it. It's got some cool visuals because it all takes place in like, you know, big sky country. But it's just not that well acted. I don't think mm. there's some very cheesy lines. I don't know if people disagree you, out you there. I apologize. But these days, Chris? Mm. a lot of hockey. Yeah, yeah a lot that, a lot of junior that, hockey. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how you'd physically do that. (laughs) um, We have a five-star review to share. This one comes from KP49AK, which sounds familiar to me. Maybe this is an updated review. Um, It says, more farm talk, five stars. You're my favorite podcast, but I would enjoy uh, if Down on the Farm was a weekly segment with more Firebirds updates. Well, we have a pretty robust Down on the Farm coming. It is robust. It is robust. In this episode. So you're in luck, at least for this week. Noted, though. Uh, It says, did Shane Wright or Riker Evans score? At least Shane Wright did. Did Riker Evans score at all this week? I, I believe he did. Yeah. Uh, is Kale Fleury or Chris Drieger playing like guys who are too good for the minors? Chris Drieger certainly is. He's he's off to a roaring start. Even if it's just sixty seconds an episode, I think there's enough content that fans would enjoy it. And I'm supportive of anything that gives quote unquote Chris more airtime. So
2: Ooh. yeah. Okay, your checks in the mail.
0: <laughs> yeah. Stick. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> stick taps for Andy and cheers. Uh, thank you very much for that fine five star review. I appreciate the both positive uh, feedback and also constructive criticism yes. all in your five-star review. Yeah. As always, write, f- write your five-star review. You can pretty much say whatever you want. We'll read it as long as it's not too disrespectful. Even if you're making fun of us, um, that is fine. Let's get to our Patreon starting lineup, which in the spirit of the season will be read tonight in the voice of the Count from Sesame Street. <laughs> oh my gosh. At left wing, Jeff M. Ah. Oh. Uh. <laughs> At center, CC ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Oh, At right wing, John L, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. At left defense, oh Ashley, ah, ah, ah. At right defense, Matthew M, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. And in goal, Pete B,
2: ah,
0: ah, ah. Oh my god, I'm sorry. So count, sorry. there was
2: very little counting going on there. How do you feel about that <laughs> as the count?
0: <laughs> Numbers are never my strong suit, oh, even okay. <laughs> though even though I am the uh the count in this scenario, but um I don't even know how many players I just named there. Somewhere between 1 and 9, but I'm not sure. what the exact number was. So, Um, We have some Kraken games to talk about. The Seattle Kraken have finished a... Oh, and by the way, thanks to our Patreon members for your continued support. We really appreciate you. Uh, You can certainly join our Patreon if you haven't already. Just go to patreon.com slash soundofhockey. We have some extra content there. We have some extra mailbag podcast episodes that happen. Um, You get early access to any interviews that we have on the podcast. Um, Lots of good stuff. So pop in if you haven't. Kraken games, yeah. Go ahead. Somebody no, ahead. I, I was
2: just going to say one of the things to get on there. I've mm-hmm. been watching a lot of these junior games to make little video cutups of prospects, Kraken prospects. Check that out. Uh, to answer your question, while I'm cutting up videos, sometimes I've been recently watching Star Trek Lower Decks. Oh, uh, which is a very like light watch, no plot to follow, pretty funny. Okay, interesting. Check so it lower out, Lower Decks. Yeah, fascinating. What
0: does that mean? Like the it's like a below deck of like the Star yeah. Trek. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. Group? It's right. like it's not the the people the running captain. the mm-hmm. running
2: the ship. It's like the people who have to like take out the garbage. Gotcha. It's okay. Interesting concept. Yeah. Very interesting concept. Where do you uh, watch that? Paramount Plus. Okay. You should be a Paramount Plus should be a uh, sponsor, I think, for I think us so. to say their name. But yeah,
0: yeah. and probably. Peacock, because that's where I'm watching Yellowstone. So they should I, be a sponsored. No Although idea. I also kind I of trash Yellowstone. Yeah. So. Um, okay. So the Kraken games, they're done with their four game road trip, which again, it started with the Detroit Red Wings. We already talked about that one. So we're not going to recap that one again. Um, they did get a win out of it, but then they had a little bit of tumult. As they moved forward, and it was a really weird road trip in general because of the way that every game sort of played out in exactly the same way but didn't necessarily have the same end result, right? But they'd jump out to two-goal leads. They'd kind of sit back, be a little too defensive. The other team, whoever they were playing on that given night, would come back, overcome the two-goal deficit. They'd eventually tie it. They would either send it to overtime, they'd beat them in regulation, or I guess those are the only options, right? (laughs) So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting road trip. And, you know, they ended up getting the win, which we're going to talk about Tampa Bay in a moment. They ended up getting that win against Tampa Bay, which felt huge for a lot of reasons. But I think, first and foremost, now they come home with a 2-1-1 and record from this trip, and that feels like a successful road trip through a gauntlet of yeah. opponents, right? If you for looked sure. at this one on paper, I think you probably went into it thinking, all right, they should get a win against Detroit, but the other three I'm not really sure about. Oh, and
1: Detroit was playing really well. Bingo. Into, yeah. Detroit was coming. Yeah
0: into that game playing outstanding hockey. So you're like, I don't know about this. Like these are four scary scary scary, scary. teams. Spooky. Spooky scary teams. So to come out of that <laughs> with a 2-1-1 record is uh I think it's a positive.
1: But I agree. If you would have said 2-1-1 before we started the road trip, I would have been like, "Oh, hell yeah, give me that."
2: Agree 100%. But, it's it's only but how I was it-
1: nervous heading into Tampa Bay because it was 1-1-1 and it felt like well the last two kinda of slipped away. So And
0: one, two and one sounds very different than two, one and one, or even I guess, you know, if it had been one one, one, and one two also yeah. that would have been. So yeah, exactly though. I mean I'm I'm like You know, going into that lightning game, I was like, you know what? There's a chance that they come home from this road trip feeling really crappy about themselves. And I think fans are going to be pretty pissed with what they've been watching, too, because they could have won every game. They were in position to win all four of these games. So.
2: Right. And that's the only thing how the games played out is the only reason to remain frustrated by the trip, and we'll, we'll we'll go through the games and talk about it, but 2-1 yeah. um, one and 1 unequivocally a, a good trip
0: for them. Yep. Uh, so the Carolina game is the first one we had to talk about. This was Joey Decord's franchise record night based on the number of saves he made. Um, it was interesting though because the Kraken actually played very good defensively once they got the lead. Everything was kept to the outside. The Carolina Hurricanes played Carolina Hurricanes hockey. They fired a million shots at Decord from everywhere on the ice, but they weren't necessarily looking for like great opportunities. They were just firing pucks at him. Uh, the Kraken, I thought were doing a good job of keeping the the lanes kind of clear in front of him, and he was seeing it, and he was gloving everything down so there weren't re- rebounds anything like that. He played well. Um, in this one, they jumped out to a two-goal lead, right? Uh, Oliver Bjorkstrand scored a really nice goal. Devin Shore scored an even oh nicer goal. Oh my gosh, goal.
1: that goal was so sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like goal of the season I know. for Devin of all Shore. The people, like I know, people, Devin Shore, crazy, but yeah. yeah, cool.
0: And so he, on that one, he fields a, a pass, like a 100-foot stretch pass from Bjork Strand at his waist, like bats yeah. it out of the air, knocks Somehow it out. Somehow stays on side. Yeah. It was really well played. Um but then, right, they're up two nothing. Here comes Martin Natchez with a, a two one goal after Brian Dumlin just falls down. Um and then in the third period again, they had good defense going, but they had this one little screw up where they just decided for like a minute, okay, now's where we're gonna go attack and play offense. Got four guys into the into the offensive zone, like down by the dots, and now all of a sudden they're they're chasing, and they didn't do a good enough job chasing. Eberle and Cartier, I thought, stopped skating, and then they had Carolina had two players just uh, kind
1: yeah, of, it was it was a weird play because it was Larson had a lane to drive, and mm-hmm. he started driving it. Gave it to Everly, and Everly kind of did kind of a blind pass that got intercepted, and then all of a sudden, there's three crack in there that are kind of flat-footed and literally bump into each other as they're kind of trying to chase down the play. So, oh man, it was, and that was like with five minutes left or something yeah. like that. So, it was a
0: stinger. It was a, a really painful goal. Not a
1: short side stinger. No. The opposite okay. Okay.
0: kind of stinger. Um, and then Martin Natchez scored again in in overtime to win it. So that one hurt. Uh, they at least got a point out of it, but it hurt quite a bit. And then uh, Florida hurt even more because they did not get a point out of that one. So I thought they played an outstanding first period in that game. Um, they looked really good. Jared McCann scored off a nice little pass by Yanni Gord in the in the middle of the ice. Went in on a partial breakaway and scored. Ellie Tolvanen makes it 2-0 again. That's just what they did on this road trip. They'd got a two-goal lead a in, two every, goal in every leads. trip. Yeah. Um, he made it 2-0 with a tip-in uh, in the second period. Then one minute passes, and the Panthers scored two goals in a span of 11 seconds. So w- effectively, they had a two-goal lead, and then within a minute 11, it was tied. So <laughs> that, was, that was painful, and it got even more painful because in the third period, it was like a fairly evenly played third period, but... The Panthers get a good bounce off of a stanchion while Joey Decord's behind the net trying to trying to field a puck. Okay. So Yeah, so
2: I'm, I'm curious for your take on this one, Darren. Because mm-hmm. on Because I think it was on the broadcast they said there, there's a rule that goaltenders try to abide by, which is if the puck is above the boards along the glass, you're not supposed to leave to go out and play it behind because there's the risk that something yeah. like this can happen. If it's on the boards, you can go out and play it. Is that something that you've you've internalized. I mean, I was never told that, but like I was never playing at You're, a
0: level where I don't go back there. Even if it's a long, yeah. The, yeah. The... Right. No, yeah. I mean, I was never playing at a level where like the pucks were being rimmed in so hard that like, you know, it's, it's just not, like that when you're growing up, okay. right? Like so, so that was never a conversation I had. Like it never got that deep. Maybe I should have in retrospect. But fair enough.
2: But as our resident goalie expert, yeah. how, how did you feel about it? Did you think it was just an un- unlucky break? Or? I
0: thought it was a totally unlucky break. This is my take on it, and and I thought you know Hackstall kind of defended him too after the game. He's like you know, look, it hit a it hit a stanchion. Obviously, you know it's a little riskier to go play it if it's up around the glass, but it's a bad bounce. That's what it is, right? That's he what he also said. I,
1: it was it would be a lesson that Joey learned. Yeah, like he I like guess. literally said. Now he could have been talking about the Doolin pass, which sure, but which I didn't think was that bad. Uh, Doolin kind of screwed that up. I thought. I thought so too. He just well, or he just, like hit just a rut, yeah, got tangled way, up. Yeah. yeah, so that's why I think he was. But he he also like quickly said. You know, hey, at the end of the day, it was a bad bounce. Yeah, right. It is. I mean, it's
0: bad. Like, there's no reason for you as a goalie to assume that because bad bounces happen off the boards too sometimes, right? There, it hits a, hits a crack in the door by the Zamboni whatever like those things happen
2: it happened in the Tampa Bay game which we'll talk about in a second down by the Tampa Bay goal it just Uh happened there was no crack in there to just knock it right in yeah it happened again in that
0: game yeah but um I don't know I I have a really hard time blaming the goalie when the puck doesn't behave the way it's supposed to behave so maybe I'm biased because I'm a goalie and obviously I'm pro Joey but I mean the puck is supposed to hit the glass and just go around that's what it's supposed to do right well So,
1: and let's let's kind of talk about Joey. That was his third start in a row, Mm -hmm. right? I thought it was an interesting call, three games in a row. However, uh, Haxtell kind of addressed that by saying, like, you know, he he had a lot of momentum, positive momentum going into the game. But what are your guys' thoughts on having Joey start all three games?
0: I loved it. Why not? I mean, if your guy is playing well, he just set a franchise record. Um, Your other guy hasn't won a game yet why not keep playing the guy that's helping you win games like they're in a they're in a hole right now it's just like last season like i had no tr- no problem with them leaning more on martin jones even after grubauer came back that wasn't an issue for me um until martin jones showed that it was time to hand the reins back over you know grubauer eventually he has to do something to like prove that it's his net again when the other guys playing really well and he i think he kind of did that against tampa bay i yeah, thought he looked really good before
1: tampa bay he had gotten three goals support in four games
0: well maybe he needs to lead the rush
1: (laughs) (laughs) but (laughs) but to your point about carolina like even carolina that you said they were playing good defensively even though they were letting a lot of shots and and i looked it up and there was like 31 of the 45 shots or whatever were low danger yeah like those are that is not good for carolina
2: yeah, I think there might have been a little bit of he sets a franchise record for saves. You know, in, in the room, it might have played well to give him another opportunity to start coming off that. But my bigger picture thought on it is just the season is long. 82 games is a long time. Like, yeah. different players are going to have to carry the team at different times, whether that's offensively or in goal. Right now, I don't have any doubt in my mind that should this team go on a playoff run, it's going to be Grubauer's net in the playoffs. That could change, of course. But I just kind of looked at it as if Joey's playing well, you can take some load off Grubauer.
1: I, I, and I do think Joey is looking better than he did. I mean, I think he's looked fine most of the season, but the early games, there was some moments where he looks like he was still adjusting to the NHL-level game. That's just my uneducated read on it, And but now he looks a lot more comfortable, and, and in those games, he was yeah, very he, particular.
2: Yeah, so, he's looking... Yeah a lot like he looked at Coachella Valley to me last year. Uh, and it is playing this active style where these bad bounces are going to happen from time to time. But you get the positive of it, too, where he's clearing pucks that Philip Grubauer might not, or he's doing a poke check to knock away a, a breakaway before yeah. a shot is even taken. It looks really risky. It doesn't always pay off. But the way he plays, the balance worked last year in Coachella yeah. Valley and is looking like it's working so far the Florida game kind of makes that tough to swallow because he was out of the net. And I could imagine in that scenario, Philip Grubauer might not be. That doesn't mean it's right or wrong. Uh, I just imagine perhaps Grubauer might've played it differently and maybe it's a different outcome. That's tough to swallow, but the big picture of things, the way Joey plays has worked for him at the AHL level. And it's looking pretty good to me so far. For the record, I would have tried to go and get the puck if it
1: were me. I don't think that's... I don't think so. I think we should You don't think I would have gone We're to try gonna, to get the puck. I'm going to try. I'm going to test that You can't out. shoot it as hard as that puck was going. I, I know people who can. <laughs> <Okay>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, let's not have them shoot on me then cuz I'm sure I would get hurt.
1: Are we yeah,
2: any update on the Patreon level for um, uh shooting oh, yeah. pucks on Yeah, it was 500 you? a month. We fi- talked about that. 500, <laughs> five, five, 500 a month to <laughs> to shoot pucks <laughs> on
0: Darum Yeah, the back. the okay. shootout challenge. The shootout yeah, challenge okay. 500 yeah. a month, so. Um for the low low price. 500 a month our dms are yeah Yeah. and also you 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 would have an hour of ice by the way but they would obviously have to buy the ice time obviously so so, yeah yeah okay Okay. this is getting really enough Um, Tampa Bay game. So if the Florida game left a bad taste in your mouth, the Tampa Bay game felt like it was about to e- leave an even worse taste in our mouths, but then it ended up leaving a great taste in our mouths.
2: So it all sounded very strange, A lot of, a didn't lot of it? mouth talk. Yeah. yeah all no, right. I mean, the Florida game particularly, <laughs> particularly stung me because, I mean, I just have, um, you know, Vegas – Always seems like a tough matchup, but there's no team for me that I go into with, with less confidence on behalf of the Crack and then the Tampa Bay Lightning. Mm-hmm. Like I always think back to, I think their first matchup, they like if you l- looked at the stats, like they were expected to create something like half a goal in that entire game. Mm-hmm. That's what their shots were worth. Uh, just looking at the analytics. So coming out of the Florida game, I was very concerned about the one, one, and two trip, and so. That's or one, two, and the,
0: one, even worse.
2: Or the one, two, and one, exactly. Right. That's what made the flora loss really sting at the time. To come out with the good taste in your mouth after Tampa Bay made <laughs> it all all okay.
0: I'm suddenly feeling very thirsty. Like I need like a glass of water or something right now. Um, maybe a stick of gum, an Altoid, something like that. Anyway, so this Tampa Bay game, they again, tell me if you've heard this one before. They jumped out to a two-goal lead. Brian Doomlin gets his first goal thanks to a really nice puck retrieval off of the pads of Jonas Johansson uh, by Jaden Schwartz. Uh, he sets up justin schultz schultz shoots Doomlin gets the rebound scores yanni gordon scores off a nice backhand pass by kyler yamamoto who definitely had his best game as a kraken yamamoto was awesome in this game um, agree as with schwartz but then of course they give up the answer 30 seconds after that by tanner Janot. so um, now it's back to two to one they extend it again to yamamoto with a, a yamamoto power play goal assisted by jaden schwartz who was awesome as I mentioned, and then uh, Kraken legend Alex barre boulet makes it three to two. One pause for a moment here. Do you guys find it interesting that Alex barre boulet plays on the first line for the Tampa
2: Bay Lightning at this point? No. When they've called him up in the past, that's where they've put him. I think they've kind of just decided that he can't play anywhere else.
0: Is he still in this scenario where he's going back and forth between years? He went went through waivers at the beginning of the year. Uh
2: Uh-huh. Okay. Well, they could have had him back. That's yeah. what you're saying. Uh, I, I was, I was very tempted to tweet out the Kraken could do the funniest thing in the world when he went on waivers, but I feel like people are done with the Alex Berry Blue Light I joke. So too. I, yeah. I, I think
0: it's endlessly funny, but no one else does. I mean, it is objectively a really funny thing that happened.
1: Just it was a long time ago.
0: Oh, yeah, he played two games.
1: He's, a, le- he's
2: a legend.
0: reclaimed guy. by his previous team. That's crazy. He's more of, of a wild.
1: he's more of a legend than Austin Zarnick could ever hope to be. Well, somebody you know? else, somebody else has been through. The, we've had a couple of those. Well, Austin yeah, Zarnick. Zarnick was one. Bastion was claimed kind of a little bit different scenario. True, but was... by his old team. Right. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, the team, I mean, that first
0: year team was just too deep. They just had too much depth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Too deep with depth is what they but were. But
1: remember he was claimed the beginning of the year when all those guys went on the COVID list.
0: You're talking about Barry Boulay? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so then it was like, we literally have no players or NHL players, I should say. Right. And so, wow, we've come a long way, I guess. I guess. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, the other ones that come to mind are Carson Kuhlman, who we claimed. He was around for a while. But he went the next season. Yeah. He was around through the next season. And then there's Dennis Trelowski, who was- Oh, sure. Did he go
1: back to- No, he was Washington. The Kraken waived him-
2: Capitals claimed him. Then the Capitals waved him. The Kraken came, claimed him back. And then, then he the went Kraken to Detroit. the Kraken waved him Detroit. again. And yeah, I think he went to Detroit. 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 So.
0: Dennis Cholosky was the jersey that I saw somebody wearing it. Oh, yeah, I I think I've seen it before yeah, too. Which uh, I was like,
2: wow. Dennis Chilosky. Shout out to that person. That, what a that's, pick. That's a good got one. In, that is a
0: good pick. Got into games at Okay, least. It's
2: true. Leave that all in the pot. That's better than the pot anyway.
0: Okay. So yeah, Alex Barre-Boulay, hip, hip, Barre, hip, hip, boulet made it <laughs> three to two. <laughs> Um, They had more (laughs) bad puck luck uh, when... So this one felt very akin to the Panthers. This was the tying goal. Brandon Hagel just tried to make a centering pass and it hit off of Alex Wenberg's skate and went in. So you thought, all right, you know what? I think the hockey gods might hate the Kraken. I'm starting to believe this. But the hockey gods then gave it back because the Kraken got some really, really good luck down the the stretch of that game, including with, I think it was 28 seconds left, Janot had... Like, absolutely the game winner. And somehow the puck just rolled on him just slightly to make him hit the very inside of the post. Quarter of an inch, Charlie. Quarter of an inch. And uh, and that was enough to keep the puck out of the net. And then there's another one where in in overtime, where Kucherov is coming in with Braden Point on a two on one. Kucherov shurgle somehow he hits the post. I don't know how those two stayed out. And there are other posts in the game from Tampa Bay also. So
2: there were, and I don't want to take the number one star away from the posts. Right, they probably do deserve it. But uh, Jamie Alexia had a big That's play right. too. Um yeah. Alex Barry Boulay was was almost a uh, second hip hip. Hip-hip-Barray, hip-hip-Boulay. Okay, that's, that's the, the chi- one. The um, <laughs> almost had a second goal uh, on a wraparound, but Jamie Alexiak stretched out to, yeah, to deny that him was, right was, on the goal line.
1: That was a sick stop. Yep.
2: So the
0: game ends on a Jared McCann overtime winner on a power play. Wenberg drew a power play. Uh, and I was so impressed with how they executed this. Now, obviously, four on three is about as good of an advantage as you can possibly get. I guess other than five on three, but in overtime, four <laughs> on three is, it's a huge advantage, right? It really is. But, you know, they, they just, they executed it perfectly and you could tell that it was just how Haxtell drew it up. He, uh, well, I don't think it was Haxtell that drew it up, but Haxtell looked really excited. I think it was probably McFarland that drew it up, but man, it was a beautiful play. Just a little, little handoff between Bjorkstrand and McCann that got the top guy moving a little bit, little, you know, one touch passes to Bjorkstrand and done back to McCann and then McCann rips it home. So um, loved, loved, loved how they scored that goal.
1: And the power play has been producing recently, yeah, hasn't it? John? I was just gonna say, like all of a sudden, the power play has been doing well. They they actually haven't been getting that many opportunities over the last three games, but going back a couple more, I think they're they're over thirty percent in the last five games. Um, and they're I think they're ranked eighth right now in the, the NHL as far as power play execution. So who would have thought it? So. Penalty kills different story though. We're kind of struggling a little bit there, but that the Detroit three power play goals in the third period like hurt the the math there. So yeah,
0: but, well at least they're good at keeping two goal
1: leads. So that's one thing we've yeah, learned about four this four straight games. The with one, the two one, goal one goal thing I right? will say about yeah. that is the two goal leads were not in the third period. I think only one of the games we had a two goal lead. In the that third was period. the Red Wings game. Yeah, yeah. So those are a little a little tougher to stomach.
0: Uh and the thing about a two goal lead and I like I've experienced this over my my lifetime of playing hockey. People are like they always say like oh a two goal lead toughest lead in hockey. It is hard to keep a two goal lead especially when you get it early in the game cuz you inherently you, just do you want to go offense or do you right wanna, you're like, like, do you like you want to keep going and like kind of yeah. and the other thing is I think you're like especially if you get two really early you get this little thing in your mind where you're like oh we're going to crush these guys tonight like we're we're on fire we're scoring no problem. And then you just kind of ease off the gas just to a little bit and then all of a sudden it's it's coming right back your way. So, yeah, there's there's something about those two-goal leads and I thought Jared McCann hit the nail on the head after the game against Tampa Bay where he said, you know, I just think we need to keep playing a little bit more offense when we get those leads. Like I don't I think we have this tendency to to want to sit back and let guys skate towards us. Um, we need to play a little more offense. I think he's he's absolutely right there. So, um, all right, KP forty nine AK, get ready because we are <laughs> yeah, heading. This is your moment. Down on the farm, moo. Do you want to do this, Curtis? You want to go down on the farm? Well, That was I'm... the request from KP forty nine AK. Uh, was to get
2: more Chris time. <laughs> I don't know who this Chris is, yeah. but I'll, I'll give it a shot in his stead. Okay. So, Jagger Ferkus uh, was named uh, WHL Player of the Week. I think it's maybe his second time being named yep. WHL Player yep. of the Week this year already. In 14 games, he has 16 goals. Okay. Pretty that's good. That's all right. That's and all right. 13 assists. That's all right. More than two 60, points per game. More than a,
0: That's insane. More than a goal per game and more than... Two points per game, And right?
2: uh, you can track it down on the X. Uh, one of the guys over at Elite Prospects put together a cut-up of all of jagger Furcus's goals mm-hmm. from this year, and um, there aren't too many cheapies in there. He's really showing the skill level this year. It's been impressive. And as long as we're talking about impressive junior players, Carson Rakoff was named Player of the Month for the OHL. Friend of the pod. Yep. Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. It's playing pod. pretty well right now. He, in 13 games, has 14 goals and nine assists.
1: Hmm. Uh, leads the league leads the ohl in goals so this seems like a good thing right
0: to have the guy who's leading the whl in goals and the fergus
1: is not leading in goals okay but is he leading it in points no or but he's he's, he's oh, like, oh well then he's, he's, forget it he's no he's top three he's yeah he's he's, <laughs> he's top three but to have
0: those two guys oh right? absolutely okay. absolutely who's leading it who's leading the whl
1: the WHL's a draft eligible guy okay He's a B ra- I looked at him I'm like, who's this guy? And he's a B-rated uh, prospect, okay. according to Central Scouting. I don't know right. if he'll sustain it, but we'll get Chris on the topic. Oh, yeah. Okay. I need to make a video of this guy.
2: Okay. Moving on. Uh, Tarek uh, Parascak. Yeah. I'm sorry. What? Uh, <laughs> nope. I will not be repeating that. You'll have to- Tarek Parascak? <laughs> <laughs> Tarek Periskak. That's That can't be how you pronounce it. Parascak? You Ter- can look Pedersic. it up and you can well, do it. We're, we're going to yeah. look it up later. All right. Um, we'll carry on with Donaldson. Well, we're going to we're going to carry on now to uh, the Coachella Valley Firebirds. Ryan Winterton and Jacob Melanson had uh, their first professional goal each on Saturday night. Jacob Melanson's goal was briefly thought to be a Max McCormick goal, but Max McCormick informed the officials, I guess, that he didn't touch the puck. And so uh, Jacob Melanson got the goal. And then Ryan Winterton scored really late
1: in this one. I, yeah, I think it was the eighth goal. When yeah. The game was. They were, at uh, the time was 7 nothing. Yeah,
2: To put them up 8-0, they ended up winning 8-2. So that was a pretty fun one. Shane Wright also scored in that one. Sunday night, Ryan Winterton scored again. Shane Wright scored the overtime game winner in that one. And then just, uh, we're recording this on Tuesday, just tonight, Logan Morrison, uh, another highly thought of Kraken prospect, scored his first professional goal with the Firebirds. And then just another note from Coachella, uh, Max McCormick uh, recorded five points I believe that was in Saturday's game, the game where they went up 8-0, to zero, ultimately won 8-2. to two. Uh, That is the most for a Firebirds player in a single game. How about that? So a lot of interesting stuff going on there. And you might have gotten more than you wanted there, but, uh, well, 60 seconds I think we can do. This for is what podcast. happens yeah. when you make specific yeah. requests in you your five-star
0: review. Yeah. It's, it's it almost went overboard yeah. there. but <laughs> Just
2: a lot of goals being scored by Kraken Prospects.
0: Well, when I'm wearing this outfit, I feel very comfortable down on the farm, so... <laughs> Nothing? No, no. (laughs) (laughs) We have a WHL update. Uh, Patrick Marlowe's jersey retirement is coming up with the Thunderbirds, the Seattle Thunderbirds. They will be retiring his jersey on Friday. So that is pretty cool. Um, They only have one jersey up in the rafters currently, which was Andy's favorite, Glenn Goodall. So Patrick Marlowe will be joining him in the rafters. Very cool. How about that? Yeah,
2: I've heard of him. Seems worthy.
0: We now move on to John's favorite segment, which is bad boys. A couple of them here. Shane Pinto got suspended, and this one's doozy. this one's a yeah. doozy yeah. of a suspension here, and. It's got some intrigue with it. 41 games, by the way. 41 games for gambling on sports. Um, They did not indicate that he gambled on hockey, which if he had gambled on hockey, I gather that it would be a much longer suspension or maybe even like a, I don't know, maybe worse. But nonetheless, he violated some sort of sports gambling rule. And the interesting thing about this is that Shane Pinto had not signed with the Ottawa Senators, so he was still in like a contract. Not it's not like a holdout, but he didn't have a contract yet, right? And so then the Ottawa Senators rescinded those contracts. So effectively now he's like forced to sign his QO, right? His qualifying offer. Did he do that?
1: Let's say he's forced to do it, but. It's likely that's that's what he'll do, yeah, so
0: just to like make himself eligible when he comes back from the forty one games, right?
1: Yeah, and he's you know conceding half that salary, regardless. Yeah. so, so basically probably just try it again in the summer.
0: Well, my hope for him is that he won a lot of money in the gambling. That's really my, my hope for him. Our other bad boy, Connor Clifton, was suspended with an illegal check to the head against Nico Heashier. I saw that he had his whole family in the crowd for that one, so that's unfortunate. Um, and then your guy, Charlie McAvoy, Curtis, what do you have to say for your yourself there? Not for Charlie McAvoy. What do you have to say for yourself for liking Charlie McAvoy?
2: Um, I'd like to apologize to the public. That's good. Um. That's a good place to start. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Uh, as I said previously on the pod, Charlie McAvoy not captain material right No, there. no, absolutely not, not. And this was a pretty vicious hit. He caught
0: Oliver ekman Larson and it looked pretty predatory. Like he kind of launched into
1: him a little bit. Um, yeah, a like down in the the slot of the opposing. Yeah, he shouldn't have been there. Right. That was clearly targeting. Yeah.
2: So McAvoy suspended four games for yeah, a hit that ended up square on he's the job all the nights. He does. He he doesn't hesitate to throw his body around. He hasn't had a play like this before. Uh, and this is He's um, been suspended that, He's been he's yeah. been suspended, but not for a hit to the head like that. I mean, this is this was not a
1: good play. No.
0: All right. Uncalled <sighs> for. Uncalled for really from all the bad boys, if you think about it. We now move on to everyone's favorite segment other than John, because I just said that his favorite segment is bad boys, but I'm talking about goalie gear. corner Live. Uh, uh, that
2: uh, live.
0: live. live.
2: Very live. impressive live. too. Yeah, What? You did it live. We're just giving a live commentary on the sound effects now.
0: Oh, on whether or not the sound yeah. effect. Is, yeah. Well, me saying goalie gear corner is live, but I don't want anyone to, you know, mistake that we're somehow performing the horn there. Fair. That's Thank not, you for that clarification.
2: That's yeah. a, That's an important point.
0: Like, I don't, have any kind of talent so (laughs) you have talent darren don't think don't say that about yourself (laughs) all right well gold gear corner uh, is jacob markstrom Um, he had a you know this heritage classic thing i want to say a couple things about it first off we're going to talk about markstrom's gear his mask is really what caught my intrigue the most uh but basically it's so clever. He took his, like, typical skeleton or skull motif, but the artist turned it into, like, like, a knit, all knit. Like, if the entire thing was knitted together, but it still is, like, a super scary-looking skeleton. Awesome. Like, just awesome. And some spookiness also, yeah. right, when you think about it. Um, but it's like if you if you took a knit hat, a knit winter hat, and turned it into the spookiest... Skeleton, you can imagine. Um, I'm usually not a big skull guy, as I think I've mentioned on this podcast before. Skulls are not my like go to for a mask, but this is so unique, so interesting, so clever. I love it. I'm very, very impressed with this mask. Now, what I wanted to mention though is that he also had um, a setup for his, his CCM setup for his pads, blocker, and glove that I thought were just like vertical lines at first glance but then i saw some close-ups and they had the exact same knitting on them oh like printed so really impressive in in my humble opinion here just this whole this whole thing is just awesome so well done jacob markstrom super interesting and that's uh jbo airbrush is his mask painter we do have also a late breaking mask to include here on goalie gear corner Devin Levi has a brand new Star Wars mask. Remember, he's a big Star Wars guy. So this will go with the Buffalo Sabres goat head uh, uniforms, but it's all like lightsaber motif. So on the back plate there's handles that are holding well that like you know are the start of the lightsabers and then the actual lightsaber beams come up and over the top of the mask and all the way down until they're actually cutting his numbers on the chin of his mask and it's it's super cool very very creative this one's from sila brush Uh, i like it very much so well done devin levi continuing to stick with his star Star wars theme. he does also again have on the right side of his mask Uh, the buffalo sabers logo except that one of the swords is replaced with a lightsaber so it's very nice very nice sharp yeah all right, that's our goalie gear corner. Um, we have to go into kind of a, a sad turn here for a couple of minutes while we talk about what happened in the uh, the UK Elite Ice Hockey League. I'm sure you've heard about it by now. There's been a lot of chatter about it on social media, uh, but Adam Johnson, who briefly played for the Pittsburgh Penguins and also played for the University of Minnesota Duluth Bulldogs, uh, died after a an on-ice incident where he got cut by a skate, and it was... Um, you know, it's one of those things where uh, people were, you know, had their own hot takes on the internet and uh, they had, unfortunately, video of it circulating around. And I saw a very brief clip before realizing what I was watching. And I can't even imagine anyone that was involved in that that night. Uh, you know, I, I think about it from a hockey player perspective and somebody who's around hockey players all the time. And um, it's hard to Fathom that something like that can happen in our game. It really is, um, and uh, yeah, it's it's generally very scary. I feel so bad for um, his family, his friends, his teammates, um, everybody. Again, that was in the building that witnessed that that night. Um, just horrific. So um, I am curious to see what what impact this has moving forward. You know, there's been some some technological improvements in terms of the clothing that players can wear the, you know, the neck guards. Um, it's not just the neck that needs to be protected, but you know, there's different, different arteries. We saw the scenario with Evander Kane last, last year where he was very lucky. Um, you know, but there are new products that players can wear to protect these areas, of their bodies. And, um, so I'm curious to see if, if more of that gets, um, adopted moving forward here after this, but, um, yeah, horrific thing. And I'm, I'm sorry to everyone that's, uh, a that saw it and B that, you know, had any kind of uh, involvement in that game that night. So, anything brutal.
1: you guys would add? <laughs> no brutal scene. I mean, all together, and uh, I mean, I'm not surprised, but it sounds like he was a terrific human too. That uh, a lot of people had good things to say about. He played with Carson Coolman, mm-hmm. and so I saw some quotes from Coolman as well about him. And just tough. I mean, it's yeah, it's just I, I have no words right for the family and him doing playing over there, and uh, just just stinks.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm still still numb from it. I mean, the, the only thing the only thing I can even bring myself to think about is just what you were talking about, Darren, with, you know, are there any safety measures going forward that should be thought about? I mean, players are just getting bigger, stronger, faster. Um, and, you know, hopefully safety technology can keep up. I know there are some leagues that, uh, you know, mandate the the throat guards. I think some of the Canadian junior leagues do. Mm mm-hmm. um, and I know that EIHL, the league where this happened, is is going to that.
0: Immediately, I would assume.
2: Uh, yeah. Well, starting in the new year, I think they were worried about like some supply chain issues to make it immediate. So but as you said it's it's not just that it's other things as well. So right. um but the NHL I believe has said that they're going to you know they're initiating a review to see whether they should move in that direction too. So right.
0: Yeah and I mean there that's the thing is like they're growing up I think this this kind of technology like we had to wear throat guards growing up and a lot of players didn't like them because they were really restrictive like they were it was like wearing a stiff turtleneck you know like it was uncomfortable and I think that's probably a similar thing now like players don't wear these things because it's not comfortable well the the technology again it's improved a lot they're able to use stronger materials that are lighter weight they're more flexible um, so hopefully I think more players will start adopting this whether it's required or not and I would like to see NHL players adopt it I would like to see a lot of NHL players adopt it not only because it's going to help them stay safe, but also to send a message to younger generations. Like, Hey, this is totally normal to wear your seatbelt, right? Like that kind of a thing. Like you need to just see people doing it in, in a role model. Agree spot. Spot. So yep. terrible stuff. Uh, let's move on to our weekly one timers. Uh, three players have announced retirements this week. Zach Cassian, your favorite player, John. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. Love him. Jumbo, Joe Thornton.
1: Also, your favorite player. One of my favorite players. Okay, yes. actually, your
0: favorite player. So one when you of. when you were talking about Zach Casting a moment ago, you were being sarcastic. He's not actually your
1: favorite player. No, he's definitely not. Okay, <laughs> Jumbo Joe is actually. I just want to make one sure that of, I'm clear. One of yeah, I yeah. like a lot of players, and Jumbo is he your favorite
2: one. player who announces retirement while shirtless?
1: Yeah, where does he rank on Let's your shirtless think- retirement announcement <laughs> list? Let me think about. I still want a uh, <laughs> a shirtless Jumbo. Bobblehead, yeah, I know. they made those, those right. Pretty cool. Yeah, they yeah, did. Those were pretty cool. Yeah, um, and then Paul Stastny also retired. How about him? Favorite? I liked him. Liked Actually, him. He was pretty good. Seventeen years,
0: I think, in the league. So. Polly Walnuts. Yeah, yeah. Um, those are three legitimate names,
1: though. That all uh, wow, announced there. Cassian's not like <laughs> two and a half, I guess. Cassian is not good <laughs> player. Like he played a decent <laughs> amount. He played an important role. Oh my god, he stinks.
0: <laughs>
2: he.
1: Stinks. We're going to have to find a way to bring up Zach Cassian on a consistent yeah, basis. Oh, we're going
0: oh, yeah, to like bring that. this up. Man, when I retire, I hope that you have nicer things to say about me,
2: for sure. And today, Darren Brown retired from 17 years of podcasting. John
0: Man, Marsett, that guy stinks! I, quote, I mean, I've seen stinks. guys that suck at podcasting before, but Darren Brown was the suckiest bunch of sucks <laughs> that ever sucked. Just, just terrible. Oh I can't terrible.
1: believe you love Cassian so much.
0: I don't love him. I just thought you know, I thought he was a kind of guy that I never liked my team playing against because you never knew what he was going to do. He, he wasn't was... even that good. All right. Well, um, congratulations on your retirement, Zach Cassian. <laughs> Jumbo Joe, I mean, we knew he was done, but he finally made it official. And then Paul Stassny, I think this was – was this kind of a scenario where, like, maybe he was considering playing but then didn't, like, find a home? Is that kind of what happened I with I think Stastny? that's what happened because yeah. he's
1: been bouncing around the last couple know. of years and played what, relatively well. Yeah. So. yeah,
0: but he was getting up there. I think he was yeah, 37 sure. or
1: 38 years old. So, um,
0: Our next weekly one-timer whoosh, probably deserves more than just a weekly one-timer in retrospect, but it's where we put it on the show notes. The PWHL has filed the following trademarks. Now, we don't know necessarily if these are the team names, but it does seem interesting that they filed these. And credit to whoever it was that dug this up. I don't know who it was, but somebody dug it up to find out what they had trademarked. The names that they trademarked are the Toronto Torch. Um, I think I'm going to get heat from Toronto people there, because I, I, you're not supposed to pronounce that second T, and I did. The Toronto Torch. The Montreal Echo The Ottawa Alert. The Minnesota Superior. The Boston Wicked. That's John chuckling for the record. I just want it to be known who just chuckled at that. And the New York Sound. What are you guys' thoughts?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Reaction.
0: You laughed at it, but I think the Boston Wicked was my favorite of the lot.
2: Oh, it was your favorite. I think it was pretty routinely criticized as the worst.
0: I think they they all got criticized a little bit. I think just... I, here's my thing. I know that the Kraken don't have an s at the end of their name. Oh, we've mm. been over this. Okay, I know we have. Yeah. We go. Yep, right. Yeah. I think that professional sports went through this phase where every team had to be a non-s name for a little while, right? Like the Wild, the magic. Thunder, the Magic, yeah. the, the Heat, Heat, yeah. The Jazz, although they've been around for a yeah. long time, but you know what I mean, right? Like they, I hear you. There was, there was this push for like words that could be plural, but they're not really. It's more like an adjective. These are all adjectives, and I guess maybe the sound is more like a noun, right? Uh, torch could be a noun. Echo, I guess that's an adge- That's a noun. Okay, so disregard what I just said about okay. the parts of speech. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like it's a, it's a weird thing. It's not like anything with an S at the end of it that's just like a traditional team name. These do gotcha. don't sound like traditional team names. So maybe it just takes time for people to wrap their heads around it and to get used to it. I think people there are a lot of people that reacted similarly to the Kraken, for example, and I think now it's Certainly. a really well-loved name. So
1: I'm with you there. I think okay. I think it'll take some time. Uh, so
0: obviously the team that I would root for being from Minnesota would be the Minnesota Superior. If this is actually the team name, so we don't know that yet. And that's
1: the one I don't like. The most you dislike I superior dislike the most. The most. Okay. Yeah. Because the Whitecaps, they should have just stuck with the Whitecaps. Whitecaps is a great name. Yeah, and that was it's, a great name objectively. And it's their history in Minnesota. Like that team is like pretty legendary. So I, I don't know why they had to ditch so many of the the other names, right? The I mean,
0: PHF yeah, because it takes a long time, I think, to build a brand and brand recognition. And I think they were starting to kind of get that with some of these teams, and starting over with things that people just aren't probably going to have much. I think it's just the ownership
1: ownership of uh, the PWHL wanting to like do it their way and like not and try to be so different than what existed before and do it the right way. and.
2: I do think some of the negative reaction of these names is a little bit of what you're saying, just kind of some residual leftover displeasure with how the transition was handled. I mean, you know, I think there's still a lot of people who feel Pretty slighted by how the PHF and some of their staff were treated uh, yeah. at the end of the day, and yeah, they've grown attached to the names and they don't like the new names as much.
1: And as a somebody that roots for Boston sports, like and knows mm-hmm. Boston, sure, the Boston Wicked. I mean, come on, mm-hmm. what are we mm-hmm. doing here? Mm-hmm. What do you-, you think, Curtis? Mm-hmm. Personally.
2: As someone who has never lived in Boston for an right. extended period of time, but am quite familiar with it, I think it's wretched. I think it's wicked. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I tee that one up for you. So thank You're you. You're a big w- Wicked fan in Broadway. Aren't you? I do. I have mm. seen mm. Wicked. Yeah. It's not my favorite Broadway show, but it's. I'd say it's top five for me. Is it for sure? And I've probably seen it six times. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'd put it even in my top five, but it is good. Give me your top five
0: on the spot. Uh, on the spot. Let's go. I don't want to put Hamilton at the top because that's a little too cliché. Um the one that I, I find most memorable was this show that you've probably never heard of called A Steady Rain that was that was the first Broadway show I ever saw uh, which was Daniel Craig and um
1: oh wow who's the
0: Australian guy that tap dances and um he's like he, incredibly talented that's right Hugh Jackman. It was just those two on the on the stage mm. for 90 minutes it was awesome. So that was my first it's was my was a Broadway my top. show. This Broadway show, um, on Broadway musical. It wasn't a musical. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Does it have to That's, be musicals. Yeah, That's it has to be musicals. Thinking, yeah. Well, it's a play, Broadway play. Yeah, I know. Okay. Um, I'd say musicals. Book of Mormon was hilarious, problematic, of course. Not a, not for everyone, but um, saw it with the original cast. Not to brag. Newsies was actually pretty great on Broadway. Very well done. Um, trying to think what else I really liked seeing. Lion King. And I never saw Lion King. Um Chicago. Never saw Chicago. Rent? Never saw Rent. Some of the ones that have been around like forever. We never went to see.
1: Drowsy shaper- yeah. Chaperone. No. Huh. No.
0: Um, I really, really liked uh To Kill a Mockingbird. We saw that. And I saw Of Mice and Men. Also, those are not musicals, but those
1: are great, great plays yeah. too.
0: So I think I saw Of Mice and Men with James Franco, I think was the
1: lead in that I one. I saw, I think it's God of Carnage. Oh. With a- did I see that? Sopranos guy. Oh,
0: yeah. I didn't see that. I did not see that, but I remember when it was out. Um, yeah, anyway. Um, Sorry. <laughs> this got off the rails big time. Yeah. So you know what I was going to say, though? I started to talk about, you know, if I were going to pick a PWHL team, I would pick Minnesota Superior just because I am grew up in Minnesota. I don't know if you guys know that or not.
1: Oh, I've never heard that before. You don't this say. new information.
0: And initially when I saw that name I was like, man, I hate that so much. And then I gave it like a day, and I saw it again, and I was like, I, I don't hate it that much. I just don't know. Like, how do you cheer for that? Like, uh,
1: what's the chance? Superior game last night. Like, superior, superior. That's weird. Superior.
0: No, that's not going to work either. It's yeah. The soups. Call them the soups. The soupies.
1: Sure. (laughs) There you
2: go.
0: You you found it.
1: Supersonics might get a little upset about that.
0: I didn't, I don't know. It, initially I hated it. It grew on me just a little bit I, with time. I don't hate
1: them as much as like other people do, Yeah, but I know this was not that well received. No. And there's a couple in here where I'm like, what are they thinking here? Okay. So. Those are our weekly
0: one timers. We close the show with our tweets of the week. Uh, neither of you have tweets of the week written down. So do you have tweets of the week? I do. Okay. I can do one. Okay. Well, well, surprising me here.
1: Good. John, go ahead. Okay. Two parter. Right. Uh, the first is a tweet. It says Bedard gets the party started early, and it's a highlight of Connor Bedard scoring on against the Arizona Coyotes against uh, Connor Ingram. Do you remember him? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the retweet is one time I'm going to be on the good side of one of these clips. I'm telling you, and it's Connor Ingram tweeting that. <laughs> ah, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> they did. Uh, Coyotes won eight one, so uh, he he was all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hedwig and the Angry Inch was really good too. Like that, I saw that one. Yeah. I,
0: brought, they, I had Michael C. Hall. Kinky boots? Have you ever seen that? Never saw Kinky Boots. It's no. pretty good. Michael C. Hall played Dexter also. If you're trying to think who Michael C. Hall is, so. uh,
1: I've never watched Dexter. Okay, well, that's, I am not familiar with the show, mm-hmm. and yeah, LBJ
0: all the way. We saw that with uh, Brian Cranston played <laughs> LBJ. That was See, you've good. seen like plays. We would lean people. towards, but we'd lean more towards plays. We'd go for those ones that were like. Like really big actors doing dramatic things oh, for is usually sure. what we'd go for. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway,
1: and rush tickets are yeah. Totally, so we I saw totally James Gandolfini James in, Wright, in God, of uh, God of God of Carnage, and yeah. then uh, he was the guy from Dumb and Dumber. One of the Jeff Daniels. He was in. Um, wasn't he Atticus Finch? To Kill a Mockingbird, or was uh, he in God of Carnage? He was in God of Carnage. Oh, yeah. Wow. So those two, and then, and then two one others. of the
0: guys from Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> Curtis, what's your
2: tweet of the week? <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, uh, mine Remember, is, I don't like comedy. I know. Yeah, well aware. <laughs> mine, um, is actually not from this past week, but I wasn't on last week. So I'm going to bend the rules here. Um,
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's it's, check the handbook. Hold on, oh, wait, hold on. I got to rustle yeah, through the papers yeah, here. Yeah. Uh, uh, th- yeah, there's it's a digital special now. exception. It's digital now. A
2: special, special exception. Um, so it's a, treat, uh, it's a tweet or post uh, by Corey Schneider. Uh, it is a picture of one Jumbo Joe Thornton. Mm-hmm. He's sitting in the sitting in the press box area, looking down on the game, looking very haggard. <laughs> and there's a screen in uh, behind him uh, that's is showing... on the
1: screen, by the way? Well, let's... Uh, okay, all we right. Can, we can all leave
2: right. that to imagination. It's the Kraken post game uh, is on the screen behind him, and Corey Schneider says, one of the best people in hockey and Joe Thornton. And the be- one of the best people in hockey he was referring to happens to be a very good friend of the pod? Very, the
1: best friend of the oh, pod. Oh, the best friend yeah. of the pod. Yeah.
2: So I leaked... That this would be my tweet of the week to a to another friend of the pod at okay. a local watering hole, and it was then disclosed to this very best friend of the pod who tweeted it out. So kind of, I learned my lesson. You don't uh-huh. want to di- divulge your posts of the week in advance because they might get out
0: there. Okay, I'm still doing the math on what you just said at the end a lot there. Why confusion? Um, and I think I need to actually see the tweet because I'm a little. A little bit lost, but I don't doubt that it was
2: awesome. <laughs> the tweet so. was, it, it was essentially uh, playing off, assuming that people were would think Joe Thornton was the person he was talking about. It's really behind him was the very best friend of the pod on, the, on the TV, Allison Lucan.
1: Oh,
0: Allison. Oh, that's weird. Oh, you who were just you're... doing that for, okay. I well, no, I was a little
1: confused, yeah. but I I do know who the best friend of the pod By is. By the way, Hadestown. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? I have not. My it's, wife saw it. You know, it's coming to town. Yeah. Or it's in town, or something yeah. like that. We already If you're not on Patreon, Patreon, it's mostly this.
0: San Jose Sharks uh, had my tweet of the week, so they have not gotten off to a very good start. No, I don't know if you're aware they of this. Have not, not. I'd, I'm not. Like, have I they I won hope a game they get yet? Their
1: win before they play the Kraken. What are they at
0: right now? Are they 0 and 8? 0 and 8. 0 and okay. Um, so anyway, they. T- <laughs> you know how the teams will always have to tweet out like it's usually like a graphic of you know the teams playing each other, and it'll be like we fought hard tonight, right? And it'll just have the final score. So they tweeted, Final score. And it's uh, a classic Where's Waldo image, the one where they're on the beach and you have to try to find Waldo, like among all the beachgoers. And the final score is in very light white coloring, like floating around in the ocean. And it says, if you zoom in and look really closely, it says 6 0 Lightning. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was really good. I thought that was really funny.
2: Oh, it's so great. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, the social media intern earns their money in bad times, right? That's good times. I think you're tweets right. Write themselves. Yeah, I yeah. think
0: you're right. Um, okay, those are our Tweets of the Week, and that's our show. Uh, it's been a spooky one, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you again to... KP49AK for the very kind five star review. Leave your five star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll read it on next week's show. Make sure to uh, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, subscribe on Spotify, subscribe on Pocket Casts. Still can't commit that one. Um, join our Patreon if you haven't already. Patreon.com slash sound of hockey. We'll talk to you all very soon for episode 260. Cheers.